Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talking the Cure, Hogan Lovell's Life Sciences and Healthcare podcast. Before we start, I would like to apologize for my nasally voice as we are facing the cold season here in Germany and it got the best of me over the last few days. But anyhow, this doesn't hold me back, especially as I'm having an interesting guest with me today who is willing to cut some time out of his really busy schedule to talk to me about his work, his motivation and why he's so devoted to the life sciences and healthcare industry. He is recognized as a leading lawyer in his field all over Europe through all leading directories for years and to quote a client, he is a pragmatic and practical specialist with an excellent knowledge of the market. So thank you Jörg Schickert for taking the time as we're hearing each other after this for some housekeeping. Let's sit down and talk the cure. Hi Jörg. Thank you for joining me for Talking the Cure today. Before we start and dive deep into the topics we plan to talk about, get a short introduction, let the people know who you are and what you do. Thanks for having me, huh, Julius. My name is Jörg Schickert. I'm a partner in the Munich office of Hogan Levels. I exclusively deal with life science clients right from the first work I did for clients up to now. And my work basically ranges from regulatory work, commercial work, contracting, compliance, reimbursement, and also some corporate support whenever that's needed. That leads directly to my question and it kind of answers it already. So it's regulatory commercial work. This is the type of work you really focus on exactly. mainly yeah. on your daily work. Yeah. So look, regulatory work, you know, you can include there as well the pricing and reimbursement work for pharmaceutical products. It's always also important, you know, not to only bring a product onto the market but Very also well. to get it yeah. paid for. Yeah. Huh? So uh, that's regulatory work on the one side and pricing and reimbursement side as well. And then, of course, in between, there are also contract works. With regard to regulatory work, for example, you know, it's very interesting to see how a product is developed from a regulatory viewpoint, how it goes into clinical trials, like a pharmaceutical or a medical device, and then is step-by-step step brought near to the market and then onto the market, and then it needs to bring its money. And that's where we um, assist our clients in. So in conclusion, it's life cycle management mainly. So you, you are able to assist in client right from the beginning till you go to the market. That's right. We have partners in the firm who deal basically with a life cycle management planning. That's even you know a different scheme, so to say. Yeah. But wherever the product in the life cycle is, and there you're right, we would be able to assist. And we are now working together for three years, and you already said that you are involved in 100% of life sciences. And when you refer to life science, you know, we talk about basically, and, and most of our work is for pharma companies, for biotech companies, yeah. and for medical device companies. Huh? And then you have some providers in healthcare, for example, a tech company developing a health app or something like mm -hmm. that, where we would also advise on, but that's still life sciences. And here and there, a hospital uh, operator or so, yeah. but that's really rare. Apologies, I didn't want to exclude healthcare. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Be careful on that. Yeah. And why did you focus on this industry group? Uh, look, as mostly in life, this is usually not a deliberate decision which I made, you know. I wanted to be part of a, of a big law firm where you get interesting work, where you have a good international network. And that brought me to Lovells by that time, not yet Hogan Lovells. I wanted to start in, in Berlin, but there was no work by that time. 20 years ago and I got an offer here in Munich with a life science partner and the work seemed interesting. I went to the university and checked how many books there are on life science law <laughs> and I only found found really five in a huge library. So 
it was a little bit a challenge for me to only keep to that industry initially. But now I see that within this industry, I deal with so many different legal areas and that makes it really interesting. And therefore I keep going. And it seems that you are quite successful. Your practice is growing. We were able to get another partner for the regulatory commercial group with RNT Man. Yes. So it's a success story. Look, I do not know whether it's from the outside world or for, you know, the management is a success story. But for me, it really is. So yesterday we had one of our major client events where, so the medical device update, we call it, where 70 clients came in only here in the Munich office. We do the same, as you know, in Hamburg. And there, you know, I was tempted to always say we have so many nice people, so many nice clients. And that's really a success, you know, to have people on the other side of the phone or of the email account who you like and who you like working for. And that's basically a huge success. And the work which I do, if it's not too much, which always or mostly happens, yeah. is so interesting and really makes fun. I want to dive in real quick and do kind of a side comment. There is the event series we have in Germany, which is the medical device update and the pharma update, which is more successful to count on, which you introduced. And it's one of the biggest events globally for our life sciences industry group. <laughs> so what was your driver for that? Was it to build a network and introduce clients to each other and obviously connect with them on an other basis than just the daily business? A good question. Uh, but to be honest, it wasn't me introducing it. It was, in fact, that former mentor partner I started working for. That was um, before my time. Um, <laughs> it it is already. It was already 15 years ago. Yeah. Uh, but still, you know, I still feel young, you know. And put me into that client event, and we basically had our presentations, and it resonated well with the clients, and we got more and more clients coming each and every year, and also here we simply keep going because it's. A success story but the reasons for doing it of course is to see the people which you more and more in in modern times only see on the phone or here on the phone and not so much in client meetings and therefore it's good to see the faces here and there you know yeah, that's true yeah coming back to a couple of my questions on your philosophy how you deal with clients these events are a perfect example how you interact with clients From my perspective, really, really open and really engaged and interested in clients and what they are up to. Right. And so is this your driving force? Be this supportive in the professional services as we are. Yeah. Yeah. Also a good question. So I think the, uh, the answer has many angles. First of all, I think it's always interesting to be very engaging with people, to listen, attentively listen, not only on the so to say commercial side and on the legal side, but really on the on the personal side as well, because everybody has to tell a message and you can learn. But now coming back to the business, yes, I think what the clients sometimes and mostly I think even um, want to perceive is that you feel part of their team and that their issues and also their desire basically to conclude matters successfully, that this is also our objective and aim. And that is something which you cannot do if you say simply, you know, I am your legal advisor and I can talk about the risk here and you make the decision. So you also mostly have to engage in also making the decision together with them. And what that takes is not only understanding the legal issue, but rather the commercial objective first, then the underlying legal issues, and then mostly together with the clients, because they have very good ideas, finding solutions. And once the solution is found, then you have to also to sort implement it. And there it's also very engaging and important, I think, to really try to push 
things across the line so that the thing is settled and successfully concluded. Oh, Long story, but in yeah. fact, you know, that's a little bit um, yeah. the idea. From my perspective, that's maybe some points which sets us apart, which gives us kind of the driving force to be more than just the professional services firm that we are. Yeah, I think that's right. Of course, some clients, you know, just want to be advised on the law. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. And we also have these clients and we also value them uh, yeah. greatly. But in fact, I, I think we tend to attract clients which are rather interested in these kind of engaging approach where you really are part of the team. That, yeah. That's absolutely correct. To come back to your and your work, what I'm really interesting to hear about is obviously you are partner for quite some time. So what was in your eyes one of the biggest cases? And in connection with that, what is your definition of success? Maybe in this case or in general? Yeah. One of the biggest cases was a compliance investigation matter, and I'm not able to talk about uh, that in detail. So I shift. This to is why I always love to talk to lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, there, you know, the the practice is so wide ranging. So we do a lot of compliance work, investigation work, but also advising on compliance projects where a product, for example, is brought onto the market, and you know. There are engagement with healthcare professionals, which could be bribed, for example, and then yeah. you need to be very cautious. And the contract work, the regulatory work and reimbursement work. So, But one example, which brings probably most of it together, is, for example, a licensing transaction. So I engaged with a client in an in-licensing of a pharmaceutical compound, which was intended to treat cancer. This is a huge transaction where a product which was already by another company developed for probably eight years or so and is really up to be a very successful blockbuster product was licensed to our client. So for that purpose, you bring together from the client, the manufacturing team, the development team, the business development team, the commercial team, and you get all that input. And also they expect you, that client was not yet on the market with any product. They also expect you to be knowledgeable about these issues, which I mentioned and areas, but also then to guide them in how a product could be commercialized. So you would really need to bring onto the table whatever you have learned in your 10, 15 years of experience so far and then apply it. At the end of the day, you know, you come to negotiating very hard, always though to some extent frustrating for both sides, but eventually, you know, a contract gets signed and then you open a bottle of nice champagne. So not a bad thing. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Okay. The matter itself and the champagne. Yeah. <laughs> of course. So success is for you mm. to to bring along all your knowledge you gathered over the years, bring it to the client and make him successful. Yeah. I think that's a that's a good summary. And ideally doing so smoothly and nicely. You yeah. know, in a way which also from my personal approach was good. So whenever we deal with others I think we, we not only bring in our experience and our capabilities, but also our emotions. And we interact on different levels with our clients and yeah. I think, and with, with any people. Huh? And ideally you do it in a nice manner so that for everybody, this is a nice experience at the end of the day. Okay, cool. Before I come to a couple of personal questions, <laughs> I wanted to take a look more in the future. And yeah. as you are so involved in the life sciences industry, obviously, you know what's happening and potentially have an idea what's coming. Can you give me a conclusion of what the greatest challenges are going to be and what the opportunities be? And in addition to that, it's a pretty long question. What are your takeaways over the next year or two? 
Wow. Yeah, it's a vast question. So let us talk first about opportunities. Huh? Yeah. What is really thrilling, I think, is the development of therapies out there. We had a partner conference one year ago. And there, you know, I had the privilege to talk about these developments. And it was also for them very fascinating. So the idea is that formerly, basically, a patient was sick, had a disease, uh, probably a, a lifelong disease because of some gene mutations or so. So that patient would need to take pills for the entire lifetime. And now the idea is not to manufacture these pills and sell these pills onwards and onwards again, but rather, you know, to find a cure so that the patient would receive, for example, a cell therapy or a gene therapy just once. And the genes are then changed in the right direction, so to say. And then the patient is entirely cured. Yeah. So that happens. Um, in gene and, and cell therapy. And this is really s so promising. And also CAR-T, you may have heard about the technology. So these are patients which are severely sick and ill of cancer, and they face death in many cases. And these patients are brought to the CAR-T cell therapy, which basically enhances the ability of the own immune system of the patient to really tackle the cancer and it works. And these patients, in many cases, they got cured. And that's really fascinating. So that's a, a great development. And I think we are really in a in, make a huge step in, in that regard. So that's a great opportunity. And also, you know, the digital technology will also enable our clients to bring onto their portfolio digital means to treat diseases like depression or so. You know, you do not have to take a pill. Probably you, you need an app in order to treat your uh, depression or to monitor patient treatment with drugs. Also there you could use AI and digital means. These are, I think, the opportunities. And on the, on the other side, of course, there are challenges. And I think the major challenge currently is basically that we see some kind of economic downturn. It may not yet be a recession and probably here in Germany it, it won't be. But still, you know, it's a downturn. It's a cool off period. And this will also mean that the public spend in reimbursement will freeze or even decline. And while on the si one side you have these new technologies which are really worth paying for and on the other side you have cost curbing measures for public spend this is of course a mismatch yeah that was my follow-up question because what it was highly critical and it was already in the discussion is the question on pricing and reimbursement right. on this right. one-time right. treatments right there was just in the media this 1.2 million dollar pill <laughs> for treatment and that the public doesn't get that it's just a one-time treatment right so m this is one of the challenges i guess and you already mentioned it Exactly. So we have many clients which operate in diseases which are rare. We call them often drugs and often diseases, so to say, rare diseases. And there you probably only have 80 patients in a country like Germany. And it's quite obvious that for that treatment, if it's a one-off treatment, you need to get some decent money, right? Because it costs to develop the drug. It costs... <laughs> To develop quite the drug. a sum of money exactly <laughs> and usually you, you you have candidates um in the development which fail yeah. so you need to also amortize these costs in the one product which then comes to the market so that's in fact a challenge and in relation to the challenges and opportunities <laughs> did you set some goals for yourself <laughs> yes i i had a goal for this year and that was to be less involved <laughs> so what I actually did is, you know, I, I worked hard and organized my team and my fellow partner, Anne Thiermann, to be on a sabbatical for a few weeks. 
And that's what I did this year. And Which it was well-deserved, by the way. Thanks, thanks. Others have to decide upon that. But no, it was it was really great. And I came back and the team, they were really thrilled and that they managed the, the six or eight weeks alone and they did perfectly well. So that was a great exercise and it was one of my personal objectives and aims for this year. Uh, but of course, you always have other objectives as well, you know, to grow the practice, to stabilize the practice, to get interesting matters in, especially in, in the digital area. So we kind of threw by what I wanted to know about your spare time. You have a really busy schedule. There's so much going on. So what do you do when you are not in the office and not on your laptop, answering clients and work on matters? <laughs> Trying to enjoy the rest of the life, huh? <laughs> whatever that means. But it, it probably is about, you know, I have two kids, so spending time with kids, playing soccer with my son, tennis with my daughter, being engaged in their school efforts, things like that. Quality Cooking. time. Hmm? Quality time. Quality time, exactly, yeah. exactly. That's what it is called nowadays. Having a decent glass of wine, being at home, cooking, meeting friends, mm. doing some sports. Mm. I think that's it. And when you take a look back, is there anything else you would have done different when you started out? You ta already talked about the library and the five books. So is there any changes or adjustments you would have made when you now had the opportunity to do it again? Wow. Not really, to be honest. I'm really satisfied with where I stand now. It's an amazing answer. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. You know, when you open the focus and you see that you should be very satisfied, that's really comforting. But of course, you know, when the daily challenges hit, you, you focus too much on these issues and, and yeah. then you don't see the bigger picture. But no, I think this was all very good and I, I wouldn't have done things differently. Probably I should have learned to, to be faster in, in, in typing and things like that. And uh, also with the technical equipment, I'm not the fastest one. But, you know, that's probably my generation. To finish this off, my last question. If you have the opportunity to sit down and have dinner with three people, dead or well, alive... That's a tough question. Probably, uh, that's a very personal answer, with my grandpa, who I have never seen. So he died before I uh, was born. But I, I heard a lot of stories about him, uh, nice stories. And then, you know, phew, probably Max Planck, because there's so much going on with regards to, you know, development in uh, science uh, and physics and astrophysics and all that and I think I need some help in order to understand that and he would probably be <laughs> one um, to to help me there and then I think that that should be it Mahatma Gandhi is probably also not a bad guy That's to talk true. to yeah and that should be it so we come to an end is there anything else did I miss a question do you have a message hmm. Yeah, probably one thing which we haven't touched upon while we are sitting here in the office. Why is the work here so nice? I think it's really so much about people. I have days where we collect cross-border advice and I have on the phone in the course of one morning lawyers from Italy, then from France, from Russia, from the UK. And they are all so different, but it's always nice to talk to them and to be engaged with them. And then, of course, also with clients coming from different parts of the world. And I think that really makes a change. Okay, Jörg. Thank you very much for taking the time. That was an awesome conversation. Super. Thank you um, very much yeah, for I'm having me. I'm looking forward to work with you in the future. Same Have on my quite end. a few more. Thank you. Yeah, thanks a lot. Bye. Bye-bye. And I'm back in the office. Thank you, Jo, for taking the time and let me ask you a couple of questions. If you want to reach out to him, you can find his contacts on hogenlovels.com. 
In addition, follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter, where we are constantly showcasing developments in the industry. Leave a like, leave a comment, let us know what you would like to hear on the next episodes. Links are in the description. Even if I repeat myself, thank you for joining, and I'll hope we are going to hear each other in around two weeks when we're talking The Cure.